Welcome to the Oaks Church Brooklyn Scripture Reflection for Wednesday, June 16th, using the Bread Book. I'm Catherine Boatwright, and I'll be reading from Revelation 18 today. We'll be following the same structure that you've seen in your Bread Book, and I'll be guiding you through this time. So first, let's just take a second to be still. This is just an opportunity to posture our hearts before the Lord and invite him to speak through his word. So as we share a moment of silence together, just take a couple deep breaths, still yourself, and invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you directly in this moment. chapter for today, which is Revelation 18. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice, he shouted, Fallen! Fallen is Babylon the great! She has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable animal. For all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she has given. Pay her back double for what she has done. Pour her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torment and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart she boasts, I sit enthroned as queen. I am not a widow. I will never mourn. Therefore, in one day, her plagues will overtake her. Death, mourning, and famine. She will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the Lord God who judges her. When the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand far off and cry, Woe, woe to you, great city, you mighty city of Babylon. In one hour your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple silk, and scarlet cloth. Every sort of citron wood and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, frankincense, of wine, of olive oil, of fine flour and wheat. Cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and human beings sold as slaves. They will say, the fruit you long for is gone from you. All your luxury and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off, terrified at her moment. They will weep and mourn and cry out, Woe, woe to you, great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. In one hour such great wealth has been brought to ruin. Every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors and all who earn their living from the sea will stand far off. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, Was there ever a city like this great city? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, Woe, woe to you, great city, where all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour she is brought to ruin. Rejoice over her, you heavens. Rejoice, you people of God. 
Rejoice, apostles and prophets, for God has judged her with the judgment she imposed on you. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such violence, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. The music of harpists and musicians, pipers and trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No worker of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's most important people. By your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of prophets and of God's holy people, of all who have been slaughtered on the earth. passage there's a lot in here but the first thing that stood out to me was how quickly the city fell um, it obviously had so much to offer reminds me a lot of New York um, in that it was the center of the world in many places in many in many ways and they say in one hour it fell in one day multiple plagues fell upon it and just how quickly things can turn and how quickly judgment can come. And next in the encounter section, we'll simply meditate and reflect on what God is drawing our attention to in this passage. Something that's really come to mind to me and something else that really stood out was there was a section on how people responded to Babylon's fall. And this is in verses 9 through 20 or so and it was all the kings all the sailors and all the merchants they weep over the loss of the luxury of the loss of riches of the loss of the wealth that was in this city and while they boast of how great it was they mostly boast at their own loss and what the city had to give them and they stood far off terrified at her torment and I just think about how that is the world's dynamic is we just we just look from afar and say oof that's rough and we say well that's too bad what I needed from this thing is gone and of all the glories and of all the riches that Babylon had it was gone in an instant and what does God say God says to rejoice over her judgment this feels very foreign to me and probably to our culture. Uh, I'm certainly not quick to rejoice over judgment, especially if I feel like I'm directly impacted by it. But as people of God, we can rejoice in judgment because A, we know that God is good and that his judgment is good even if we don't understand it and that even more so God has gone to great lengths so that his people are not at 
do not experience his judgment with torment, but with grace and mercy. And so we can rejoice because we know that his judgment is good and fair and more so that we don't have to be on the receiving end of it. And we see this through scripture that one thing that we know that is true of God is that he fights for holiness and righteousness to the extent of sending his son on the cross. And so we can't say that he doesn't care about what is holy and about what is right. And while his ways are not our ways, we can rejoice because we have been declared holy, because we have been declared right. And that is something far beyond what we can do if we, if we tried by any world standards. Babylon fell in an hour, and it had everything that the world wanted. And when I think about reflecting this for my own life, I just think of, first of all, thank you. Thank you, God, that you fought for my holiness. Thank you that I don't have to stand from afar. Thank you that I don't have to be mocked. That you say, come in close because you are mine, because I have declared you holy. And as far as what that means for others, you know, I think this is a such a clear depiction of kingdom culture versus the world's. And the world says, what do you have to offer? And if it's nothing, then I no longer care. And God says, I don't really care what you have to offer. I'm going to make you holy anyways. And I just pray that I would see others in that light, that I wouldn't see them for what they have to offer or what they can give um, or whether I think they're good enough or not, but just that they are loved by the Lord, that they are made in his image. And if I'm being honest, even for myself, you know, God is not asking, what do you have to offer? God is just saying, come in close because I will make you, I am making you holy and I have made you holy. And I fight on behalf of your holiness and your ability to be right in front, in my presence. And today I just feel really thankful for that. And I pray that I would dwell in that statement of righteousness over me that God has said. And now in this final movement, of devotion, we just say a simple prayer of devotion to God. And today my devotion is, Lord, may I seek and yearn for holiness as you do. And today I just want to thank you for listening. And I just love to close by praying for all of us. Lord, thank you that you are over all and in all, that you are the beginning and the end. And while your ways are mysterious, I thank you that your ways are higher than mine. And God, as I yearn for holiness, as I step into holiness, may I be sensitive to your spirit. And may the grace that you've extended me, I extend to others. Amen.